This is God's servant Dilip Koshikoshi. I am the pastor of Revelation Church. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. I pray that you will experience the power of God's word in all its richness and glory today. May your faith be revived, your mind be renewed, and your body be healed in Jesus' name. Now the God that we serve is a God who serves according to our expectancy. He asked uh, the man, do you want to get well? If the man said, I don't know, then he would not have. That, that miracle would not even have been recorded in the Bible. If the man was contemplating, I'm not sure. Because the God that we serve is a God who responds. The God of life and the evidence of life is response. And I believe that these days the Lord is teaching us to respond to Him. Man, He's teaching us to respond to Him. He is convincing us that life in the Spirit is much deeper than what we've thought. Maybe you, you thought in a certain manner for let's say 20 years or maybe even more than that. 30 years you've been a Christian, born again, met the Lord and um, you've been serving Him, attending church, all that. But your understanding has not changed. It's like trying to fit new wine in old wineskin. It doesn't work in the kingdom of God. A new wine can only be contained in new wineskin. So the reason why some of us get stuck, not able to go deeper, is because we are we are immaturely mature. We think we are mature, but we are not mature. We are immature. So that's why Jesus wanted to break that mindset and he said, be like little children. He never said, uh, keep them away. He never told the disciples, why don't you have a parallel uh, kids church? another room where they can just put some play area some balls balloons and let the kids be he never said that he said let them come man let them come you know that's why we want the children to be here during our services because of that because we believe that in the last days your sons and your daughters shall your young men shall see visions and your old men shall see dreams and that has started from the day the church was established and an increasing intensity of it is happening all over the world. But, you know, sadly, we are afraid of anything that we have not experienced before. It's called fear of uncertainty. We, if we can't explain something, we are afraid of it. That's a human tendency. Okay? And that's the reason why we, we try to gauge so if you try to gauge the things of the spirit by things which are temporal, it does not work that way. It does not, does not work that way. Because the things of the spirit has to be spiritually appraised. I want to tell you something that will baffle you. What is hidden from the scribes and the wise men of this world will be revealed infants and babes you don't need to be uh, you know a 10th standard or 12th standard or a, or a graduate or a postgraduate or a bible college 
graduate to understand the things of the spirit you can be in a college all your life you can can pursue after the education systems of this world and still fail to understand what these things are but that which is hidden from the wisdom of this world god is able to reveal it to you so you must not limit you must not limit what god can do through you so okay on friday my kids were here when man of god was ministering now because the lord told me that it is going to be special so i made it a point that i'm going to bring them so we they they came here and my kids don't understand malayalam they only understand english they understand but it's difficult with great difficulty they can so most of the ministering happened in malayalam okay now so what happened is usually my kids fall asleep after a long day at school when we bring them you know for evening meetings they are they are sleepy and i i kind of notice that the kids are not falling asleep they're not tired krishi was sitting next to me and dami was sitting next to uh nisha uh and then i i noticed that she was like <clears throat> it was so uneasy at first i thought air conditioner cold but she is not the type who feels cold so fast i touched her to feel whether she is cold and i realized that she is warm but she is like <clears throat> jesus she just moving and disturbing me so i held her close i held her close to me to see whether maybe she is getting some warmth and the lord said no i am touching her i he told me i am touching her so we stood up and i remember the time when uh, pastor jimson asked us all to come like you know form circles or two by two attach your neighbor and pray for each other so i, I was with pastor so we were praying for each other okay now you don't know this about my children every day they pray one thing every day father bless us with the gift of tongues every day doing going on for i don't know at least two years now every day i was like you know okay i'm watching what is going on in the church but something prompted me to turn and tell her just open your mouth and speak in tongues i just told her and i i went i went about praying with pastor jit she was praying along with uh, nisha and after the service she came to me and said appa i received the gift of tongues then she is asking um, she is asking questions you know so i asked did you understand anything that uh, he ministered no i didn't understand anything he said only hallelujah and amen i understood i didn't understand anything he said all she understood was hallelujah and amen and in between when he said some english words i kind of understood but i didn't understand anything so she was asking me what was he talking about what why did all of you laugh when he said this word and this so you are keep on asking me about all that so you don't need to understand anything you don't need to understand anything in the spirit your natural man is unproductive okay if you have to experience the the fullness of the spirit of god you have to let go of this thing let's place it below okay in your normal life you can use it is given to as a you know as a uh, like you know an aid to live your life on this earth but things of the spirit must be spiritually appraised a natural man cannot understand these things so that is why jesus said let the little children come they'll get it so you don't have to worry about little children whether they are understanding anything so i mean, i've had a conversation recently uh, i don't think uh, my kids are ready to go to church yet 
um, you know, it's only two years, three years now. No. No. Out of the mouth of infants and babes, I have, say the word, ordained praise. God can ordain praise. Not because you have turned 20 years or 25 years. But because you understand the presence of God. Okay. Now I, I want you to understand. You honor the presence of God. What he can do in your life is unimaginable. Unimaginable. I was listening to a man of God. whom I'm not going to mention the name. A man of God that I kind of really admire. And he said, I'm not even doing 2% of what I can actually do in the spirit. Because my natural mind comes in the way of me being able to access it. But he said, I'm growing. And one thing that you must understand the kingdom is you have to approach the kingdom like little children. Do not be ashamed to be called a child. Be childlike, not childish. The problem is we don't, we don't know how, what is the difference between being, a ch- being childlike and being childish. Most of you have grown up but you are very childish. But God wants you to be childlike, tender. Whatever comes, yes. The sign of maturity is not being so frigid in your mind. So, what's the right word? So tight. The sign of spiritual maturity is letting go of your, your, your wisdom. Yeah, and embracing the wisdom of God. You accepting the Lord is just the beginning of things. Nobody would have told you that. Your pastor is wanting to tell you that. You coming to the kingdom is just the beginning of things. Just the, the outer fringes of the fringes of the fringes. It's just the beginning of things. Yes, you've entered great rejoicing in heaven because one sinner repented and came into the kingdom. Because he's set on a journey which is full of adventure, full of the glory of God, full of the goodness of God, full of the wonders of God. But you're only starting. After many years of walking with the Lord, I've asked the Lord, why have some things worked in my life according to you know what I see in the word and why have some things not worked according to what I am I see in the word so it was a perplexing question okay the Lord told me it is because there are principles in the kingdom when you journey with the Lord there are principles in the kingdom the principles that you understood and practiced in the kingdom you benefited and profited the principles which you didn't understand or is yet to understand, you are yet to benefit. That's what it is. So if you're reluctant to study the principles of God, then you will not progress. So today there's a principle that, now just wait if you're wondering what is the principle now. One of the principles was mentioned today. In the house of God there is goodness. It's the principles for you to understand. If you don't know this principle, like I said, you'll always be wandering. 
you'll be church hopping you will be skipping church you'll be skipping service the more and more the pastor tries to tell you come for this meeting uh, do not neglect the the gathering of the brethren you will not understand because you have not understood the, the principle behind it god is a respecter of his principles that's why that's why nobody had to lay hands on this girl 7 years she's only 7 years i have not taught her the gift of tongues like i have taught you i've we've done study on the gift of tongues but i have not taught her any of those things i just said there's a gift for you to get and she heard her parents use it she has heard others use it that's all 7 years well, how much can you understand in 7 years but is a principle which was at at work when she received the gift i'm using her as an example not to like you know portray her as something super spiritual no she's a very ordinary kid with all the naughtiness and all the crankiness and all the difficulties uh, you know of a child but principles are what god honors god honors principles and the principle is you respond that's the principle if you can treat yourself as the only person present in church right now and you can receive what is being ministered to you as the only person in the house right now god will not walk past you god will not fail to touch you god will not fail to bless you god will not fail to speak to you god will not fail to lift you up god will not fail to heal you God will not fail to deliver you. God will not fail to correct you. But for that, the principle is when you come to church, you must behave as if you are the only person present and everything that is coming from the pulpit, from the ministers, whatever is being shared in church is all coming to you. But if you are the type who will sit in church like I have outgrown that I've heard this it is not applied to me it does not make sense to me does god only speak to moses doesn't god also speak to us that's a problem that's an order problem that's again a principle i don't know whether you remembered when the man of god was sharing he said he he, he mentioned the word aduka say aduka it means order there is order established now you honor the order of god he will honor you you don't need any further validation than this if you are walking in the principles of god god will not bypass you see jesus was walking somewhere he he had some other things to do a, a girl was almost dead right he was going to jairus's house to heal her and you know soon she he will also hear the report that she she passed on the way he knows exactly what is happening in the house of jairus exactly what is happening in the house of jairus he know how critical her condition is but when the woman who had the issue of blood squeezed in through the crowd she thought to herself if i may just come close to him and touch him i may be see that's a principle some of you are waiting for some other time to get your miracle it's not going to come i'm telling you it's not going to come it's not going to come because god does not on uh, anything else but his principles and faith is your trust your following your obedience to the principles of god amen hallelujah amen the things that you understand the principles and abide by it you're blessed the things that you don't 
you will not get the breakthrough you can study the word as much as you want but if you're not going to receive of the principles therein you're going to miss out and the principle that i wanted to tell you see when brother king was asked to come and share you should not ah this is our king alle this is the ajit ajit our pare ajit gone gone you're not going to get anything from him you understand that's because you are looking at a person whom god has chosen and uh, applying your mind of familiarity upon him which will restrict you from receiving what god wants to receive through him there's something called as honor so again a principle god works through all these things honor you have to honor every sunday you come here you enjoy the worship i don't know how many of you have taken time to honor these ministers here do you honor them pastor told you another thing you do you how many of you pray for your pastor he asked you that day right and he said if you pray for if you're a person who prays for your pastor regularly you can be so sure that every time he prays for you it will be answered it's a principle you cherish thing is you look at all these people and you say wow this man so gifted so gifted he is you all appreciate the gift in him tejo is so gifted and today you heard that wonderful voice sharon so gifted she is gifted no doubt about it gifted the musicians are so gifted every one of them every single one of them playing in this band gifted and you you appreciate their their gift you can appreciate your pastor for his gift oh he can sing well he can teach us well he is is good he is gifted the problem is you have not understood that your pastor is not just gifted but he is is a gift to you is a principle am i quoting anything else i'm i'm saying scripture you can turn to ephesians chapter 4 if you want and and check god gave gifts to the church he gave gifts to the church the next time you see feben he's not just gifted he's a gift to the church makes a whole difference nobody has to prophesy over you he'll start playing you will hear the voice of god speaking counsel to you but for that you have to go from knowing that he is gifted to realizing that he is your is a gift in your life How many of you have ever tried to sell an ornament of gold in the jewelry? Have you ever tried it? Have you ever been to a jeweler trying to sell an ornament of gold? Yeah. I had the privilege of doing it recently, like maybe a, within a year. I went to the jeweler and I'm I'm seeing it after a long time. I've not seen it up close like this. I've seen it in videos and all, but first time I'm seeing. So we gave the chain. So the chain, how does the chain look? Can you just show me our chain? You don't have to remove it. Just show your chain. So let's say you took the chain to the to jeweler to sell it okay just flow with me you took the chain to the jeweler to sell it what do they do they'll test to see but how do they do it first they will wait but that is just a, a procedure okay they'll show you okay this is how much it weighed when you brought to us and now we'll show you how we deal with it and then what do, what do they do they take it inside okay tell me heat it so you know you have some chains 
say heat it you put it under a flame you heat it then what you do you blow on it yeah and then again you heat it heat it to it. and first the 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 shimmery gold uh, ornament which looked like a chain they heat it and it starts to become black say black or red or whatever it is dark basically dark and then they keep putting the heat and then the the worst thing happens you'll take a hammer they they beat on it they make it like a coin then they do all the pros they keep heating putting it dipping it in the water heating all those things they do and they beat it like a coin and then they say now this is pure and then they wait you realize that there's a difference in the weight because the the earlier weight was the weight of the that's right some of our pomp and pride is because of the weight of our impurity but when we are tested under fire and purged by the lord in the furnace in the refiner's furnace and see christians also go through that by the way okay but in a different man and not the way it was done in the old testament but we also get purged and cleansed we have the holy spirit he removes he severs from us things which are not supposed to remain with us and then the final evaluation of things the, the weighing happens and then he'll say found genuine when i told you that the lord declared that this is the year of purification i wanted you all to understand god is giving us a, a season to be refined to be purged to be in his mercy okay so i was reading the prelude uh, to the book of judges in that introduction i read two phrases is repeatedly seen in the book of judges you know what are the two two phrases one the children of god or children of israel did evil in the sight of god two they did what seems right in their own eyes now what did god do so now when is this happening this is happening at a time moses died god raised up joshua then joshua died after conquering the land joshua died they already started inhabiting the land they reached the promised land then the, the, the entire book of judges is about the children of of israel did evil in the eyes of god the children of israel did what seems right to them in their own eyes you know what god did let's read judges chapter 2 now the angel of the lord came up from gilgal to bokim and he said i brought you up out of egypt and led you so the messenger angels are messengers of god and led you into the land which i have sworn to your fathers and i said i will never break my covenant with you and as for you you shall make no covenant with the inhabitants of this land you shall tear down their altars but you have not obeyed me what is this you have done therefore i also said i will not drive them out before you but they shall become as thorns in your sights and their god shall be a snare to you so this is what will happen if you don't do what god asks you to do where you are thorns will start to poke you now you must understand this is literally happening to the church also 
the gods of this world can become a snare to the church if the church will not drive those things out i will not drive them out before you but they shall become as thorns in your sides and their gods their gods anything that you place above anything that you place above your life is a ah it's god is an idol you shall have no gods beside me today the world is serving so many gods and sadly the church is entertaining some of those gods but i want you to know if you don't drive them out before you they shall become as thorns in your sides and their god shall become a snare to you meaning you will begin to bear the reproach of the world you will begin to um live in the uneasiness of this world god has blessed you came to give you life and life in abundance jesus came to give you life and life in abundance but if you don't drive out these foreign gods if you don't drive out the influence of this world from within the church from your homes from your families from your midst these things can become snare a snare to you and it came out when the angel of the lord spoke these words to all the sons of israel that the people lifted up their voices and wept and they named that place bokim and there they sacrificed to the lord when joshua had dismissed the people the sons of israel went each to his inheritance to possess the land and the people served the lord all the days of joshua and all the days of the elders who survived joshua who had seen all the great work of the lord which he had done for israel then joshua the son of nun or nun the servant of the lord died at the age of 110 then they buried him in the territory of his inheritance in timnath heres in the hill country of ephraim north of mount gash and all the generation also were gathered to their fathers and there arose another generation after them who did not know the lord nor yet the work which he had done for israel then the sons of israel did evil in the sight of the lord and served the baals foreign gods and they forsook the lord and the god of their fathers who had brought them out of the land of egypt and followed other gods from among the gods of the peoples who were among them and bowed themselves down to them thus they provoked the lord to anger so they forsook the lord and served baal and the astarot and the anger of the lord burned against israel and he gave them into the hands of plunderers who plundered them and he sold them into the hands of their enemies around them so that they could no longer stand before their enemies wherever they went the hand of the lord was against them for evil as the lord had spoken and as the lord had sworn to them so that they were severely distressed then the lord raised up look at this then the lord raised up judges who delivered them from the hands of those who plundered them now we are talking about purity in in leadership to understand what is leadership first you have to understand why god give leaders you know i tell my children all the time if you don't cherish your parents you will not profit from your parents if you don't appreciate your parents if you don't appreciate what your mother is doing for you you will never benefit from her and that's the truth and we were talking about relationships unless you know the worth of the one that you're getting married to you're not going to benefit out of that relationship follows the principle of worth and value without understanding worth and value there is no relevance to relationships in the last week we heard who can find 
an excellent wife goes on to say for her worth is far above rubies so unless you understand the worth of an excellent wife you have no right or reason to think that you can find one okay now those who minister to you from leadership from in ministry those who those who minister to you in sunday school yeah you have sunday school teachers right do you know that they are not just great in singing they are not just people who can speak well like i said they not just that they are gifted but they also are a gift to you understand so a gift is nothing unless you cherish it unless you cherish what the gift that is given to you there is no there is no benefit from the gift there is no benefit you have to cherish the one god has given you and know her as a gift to you likewise you have to cherish him for who he is as a gift from god otherwise this relationship does not make any sense i'm telling you it is just a, it's just going to be a headache of a relationship you will keep think why why on earth did i do this but if you understand or you cherish the person as a gift then it makes sense see listen you have to you have to look beyond the gifts of the person and understand your leader or leaders or your ministers as gifts in your life those who, those of them who lead you in the worship they are gifts they gifts those who teach you god's word are gifts your sunday school teacher is a gift your bible teacher is a gift your prophet is a gift the pastor is a gift to you it's a gift cherish the gift otherwise you will not benefit from it if it's just about yeah he's gifted she's gifted she's good he's good and then you have like you know your your uh, evaluation of the person is always based on how well he or she operated in the gift if feben played well on a sunday he's really gifted but he, he didn't play up to their expectation then no that's a problem but when you understand him as a gift to you it doesn't matter every time he stands so you are being benefited you are being profited every time every single time why were judges given to the children of israel i mean why because god was already displeased right they did evil in the sight of god and they they did what is right according to their own estimation the bible says god was displeased the anger of the lord burned against israel and he gave them into the hands of the plunderers who plundered them then why would god give judges to rule over them to deliver said to deliver them why why would god deliver a people who obstinate stiff necked and proud why would god do that because he is a merciful god he is a merciful god he is rich in mercy he is a he is a covenant keeping god see today you and i are enjoying the covenant that he made with abraham do you know that we are still beneficiaries of the covenant he made with because you have become children of abraham through faith he's a covenant keeping god that's why you and i are today serving the same god who abraham served amen i told you the reason why he came after us is because he 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 made us in his own image and he found that's the worth he found in us he looked at man he did not see the same worth in animals he looked at you and i and said worthy to receive my salvation valuable precious to be redeemed by the blood of my son
because you and i were made in the likeness of jesus christ in the image of jesus christ so god gave judges as what say gifts every judge that came around was a gift of mercy from god a gift of love from god a gift of grace from god every minister that ruled over the children of israel was a gift from god to that people to those people moses was a gift they cried out to god in their agony in their turmoil they cried out to god god decided okay, i'm going to give a gift moses go deliver them the deliverer the prophet over the the nation of israel was sent as a gift you have to change some of you have to repent you have to repent some of your children have to repent the way you look at your parents not realizing that they are gifts in your life your dad is a gift he may be a different kind he may be rough with you he may not have a big fat salary he may not be living in a a palace he could not probably afford many things that the you know other fathers in the world could afford but at the end of the day your father is a gift from god your mother is a gift from god your sister now you have to begin to see relationships see god is bringing about purity the reason we struggle with relationships is because any take any relationship okay we were talking about marriage of late but take any relationship for the matter the reason why christians struggle through in relationships is because they can't see the other person as a gift see for two christians oh, i have to say this for two christians who are married there is absolutely no excuse for you to continue on in a turbulent marriage okay if your spouse is an unbeliever yes you can have difficulties but if you are married to a believer you have no excuse you have no excuse at all and the reason why you struggle in your marriage is because you fail to understand the worth of the one who has been given to you that is because you don't understand the the calling in your life god made adam and then looked at adam and said it's not good for him to be alone because god said everything that i make is for you to rule and reign take dominion rule subdue the earth be a king over this rule over this take care of the earth on my behalf okay you rule over this on my behalf gave him the mandate the assignment say assignment the assignment given to adam was to rule over this earth and then god looked at him that too much for him is not good for him to handle all this alone it is not good for adam to be alone because he will not be able to fulfill the calling all by himself he needs say help a suitable helper so god looked at him and said okay you need a helper then god said okay let me make some some potential candidates for you like i said last week i told you the giraffe the elephant the lion uh the cuckoo bird the peacock the sparrow the uh the dolphin the duck yeah the duck has to be there the chimpanzee yeah they all were made and god waited for adam to check out and see what he would name 
what he would name them what he would call each one of them because accordingly he can realize okay adam has understood who he needs all of them went by he called okay giraffe you're a giraffe you're a lion elephant cuckoo bird peacock duck hen this and that dolphin and finally not one was found for adam who could be his suitable helper god said okay let me put you to sleep now you sleep you've been you've been tired looking out but let me put you to sleep he slept god took the rib out of him made the woman and when he opened he seeing the one whom he recognized as god's gift to him that's why he said flesh of my flesh most romantic lines ever said by the way flesh of my flesh bone of my bones the one who has come out of me you you have been taken out of me and i'll call you woman because of that give say gift if your wife is sitting next to you or husband is sitting next to you look at that person and say gift and make it more personal say my gift look at your spouse and say you're my gift i cherish you now because of which two christians cannot cannot be married to each other and live a turbulent married life you cannot there can be differences there can be like you know teething issues there can be all those things but there cannot be irreconcilable differences between a, a christian man and his wife that's the truth that's the truth and as ministers of god you must have such confidence about this because you will be given the opportunity to minister and pray for people in the church or in christian circles who are married and are going through tough marriages rough marriages you the confidence that you must have is no this can be solved this can be solved this is a solution and the, this is the year man this is the year where you're going to rediscover the the bliss of marriage you're going to rediscover the gift in your spouse if it does sparkle as kind of come down this is the year because the lord is going to purify relationships in the church man in the church so all of a sudden if your uh, 50 year old wife starts acting very romantically to you don't feel in the bitty everything is okay the spirit is over that person okay the lord is doing something just enjoy just enjoy just enjoy see what is a gifting gifting is part of a person's personality where does god look the inside or outside god looks in the inside or the heart man looks outside man looks on the outside and god looks in the heart see the tendency of every human being is to fall for the personality of people you're drawn to the personality of somebody okay how does the world arrive at marriage decisions they consider the personality okay let's let's name them one by one okay looks say looks seeking the proposal from a fair witish uh, tall um, girl or seeking the proposal from a tall dark handsome man it's about the looks 
then what personality qualification educational qualification is part of your personality you acquired that that's a part of your personality it adds to your personality what else your job your your salary your salary is a is part of your personality your bank balance is part of your personality but god is not looking at the personality god looks inside which is the not personality but character say character everything that you are gifted with makes up for your personality but the hidden person of the heart is the character man the reason why i tell you you must consider the calling with all the more diligence is because that's when you understand who you are as a person your worth also it helps you to understand the other person whom you are considering because it's not about the personality not that personality does not matter personality matters to an extent but it's very inferior in contrast to the character of the person if you are not going to go by the character of the person and if you are drawn to a person because of the personality which includes his giftings his talents his abilities his qualification his wealth his influence his strengths those things his looks all those things can wane can fade can be taken away but when the real person is revealed you will be so disappointed see if if god's calling was based on personality then god would not have asked samuel to let the seven sons of uh, uh jesse pass by him no the lord said no and samuel is like okay second one came no okay no third one no four five six seven no and then nobody he's looking is there anybody so he kind of understood okay somebody is missing here so he said now all of them were fit okay build like mighty men of valor part of the the army of Saul and all that stuff they were like eligible bachelors yeah but god said no none of these people none of them can be a king or a leader oh my people because i want to gift my people with a leader say gift are you with me are you understand i am able to make make this connect so then he he asked where is the is do you have one more son he said the father said no he is just a kid he is just a is just a boy uh, he is not at ready for all this to be a king and all i don't think it's a said, no call him the lord said this is the one god said i don't look at i don't look at the outside external appearance i don't look at what we see i don't look at personality i don't look at giftings i don't look at talents i don't look at any of these things what matters to me is the hidden person of the heart god said now this is the one that's why you must take the effort to understand your calling and when you are pursuing a marriage it must be about calling when you are building a married life once you are married it must be about say it together it must be about calling if not for calling your marriage does not make any sense i'm telling you if not for the calling of god your marriage does not make any sense the only place that your marriage makes spiritual sense to god is when you are in the call of god together serving the lord according to god's call Amen. till then does not make any sense
Oh, she's got such a persona. She looks like an angel. He sings like a nightingale. She dances like a peacock. Doesn't matter. God said, "That's not what you want. You need the hidden person, the hidden person, the person that I've made her to be, who can be a suitable helper." It's about the calling of God. Are you with me? Do not fall for personality. I'm helping somebody here today. Not just the unmarried people. I'm helping some of you married people. God is helping you. Every Christian couple can be established in their calling by mentoring. Every Christian couple can be established in their calling by mentoring, using God's word, using prayer. Every Christian couple. Once you're married, but before you're married, be careful. Consider well. But once you're married, I want to tell you that if you're already married and you're like wondering, okay, this is not working out. No, 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 no. It may may not, may not be working out because you have not understood what God has called each of you to be. The 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 shaking in the marriage is a failure in the part of either parties to understand the call of God. So never curse your own marriage, like Job cursed the day he was born. Don't curse the day that you were married. Don't curse your marriage. Speak life over your marriage. Always bless your marriage. Never curse your children. Parents, never curse your children in word or deed. Never curse your children. Bless them. They might be acting up. They might be strange. They might be tough. But don't curse your children. Speak life. They are say gift. Say gift. You must be able to look at your children and say gift. The Bible says that children are a gift. See, personality is skin deep. Character is deeper than that. So don't go by what is skin deep. Go deeper. See, one of the things that the Lord will do this year is the Lord will, if you allow Him, the Lord will cause your home to be a thriving ground for each of you in the family to flourish in the call of God. If you can respond to God's word and if you can be mentored by the word of God that is coming to you, submit to this word. Your home, God will make your home a, a thriving ground for each of one of you. Each one, when I when I say the the father, the mother, and the children, each one of you to flourish and bloom into the call of God. To understand the call of God, but you have to follow the principles. Remember the principles. We started there. Say say purpose. purpose. Say say calling. calling. See, if you are not. aware of your calling you are not living at all a person who is not aware of his calling is not living at all he is lifeless okay now look at this this person does not know his call no idea but he wants to get married but what he see according to what i said say lifeless so a lifeless person gets married to a another person okay a lifeless man with no conviction of the call of god gets married to a woman okay now what happens no life so what happens after a time the wife will get lifeless because the marriage is lifeless there is nothing to be excited about the husband is anyway bored if you are not living to the purpose of god you are bored you are living one bored life you are merely taking up space on this earth but you are living one bored life that is why it is important for every christian from whatever age you are in to for you to understand what is the call of god 
what is the assignment that god wants you to take up because if you're not responding to what god wants you to be you're lifeless there is no life in you you're so one bored life you're living you think marriage can fix you no it's not going to fix anything it's only going to destroy the other person's life because you're bored in the first place you get married your wife will also get bored maybe you'll make a few babies they'll also get bored growing up i'm telling you that's what will happen that is not god's plan what does the bible talk about your wife shall be like a fruitful vine in the middle of your house your children shall be like olive plants all around your table there is something happening there is fruitfulness we t- heard about that today fruitful being fruitful in every season of your life and dysfunctional people can only make dysfunctional marriages and dysfunctional marriages can only make dysfunctional families and dysfunctional families can only make dysfunctional children it's a chain reaction you have to fix it somewhere why do you think adam could make the the right choice i'll tell you okay just listen to this is a very simple thing it is not because eve was the only person who looked like her it's not because of that adam could make the right choice adam could make the right choice because adam was the only person like him the reason why you are struggling to make the right choice when it comes to your marriage is because you are comparing yourself with tom and dick and harry you don't have an individuality you don't have an identity in christ you are trying to fit into somebody else's calling but adam didn't have the pressure there's no peer pressure god spoke to adam this is what i wanted to do adam realized okay i am the only one here so god is surely talking to me so adam didn't have any trouble understanding the call of god adam didn't even for one minute think okay this call to rule over this earth is not for me maybe it's for my friend he didn't have any friends he didn't think it's for my brother he didn't have any brothers he understand there's a principle here likewise if you know what god has spoken to you and if you don't compare yourself with some other people you'll be able to make the right choice adam didn't have instagram praise god praise god he didn't have instagram because he would have married somebody else he would have definitely married somebody else adam didn't have facebook because he is like you know comparing oh he he is married to the tall one so i should get the giraffe oh this one is married to he is like this he's see he didn't have that pressure he knew who he was the way god made him to be the mandate given to him the assignment over his life he was so certain So when all these animals passed by he was not confused at all he waited say waited. waited for the right one it is because he knew who he was that's why today you have to start working on your marriage knowing who you are you want to build your marriage know who you are you want to build a happy family know who you are you want to raise your children well know your calling don't just fill up space on this earth then you will be a wanderer you will be doing this thing today you will be doing something else today you will be going from one place to the other you will not be planted anywhere because you don't know who you are who are you ah i don't know who i am and you're trying to figure out who you are you're trying to fit in somewhere you're always searching for that break you're always searching for that validation you're always searching for somebody to approve of you because you don't know who you are and what your worth is i'll say one more thing and i'll stop for this reason a man shall leave his father and mother and cling to his 
Now look at this. It does not say for this reason a boy shall leave his father and mother. Because the ability to reason is the foundational aspect of your maturity. If you can't reason out you must be able to find reasons for your existence you must be able to find the reason for every day of your life why am i here so only when a man you know starts getting the ability to reason things he is mature to so he found reason to leave his father and mother till then that person is subject to the the instruction the the covering the guidance uh the consultation with his parents but when he begins he matures enough to understand what this is all about he is mature enough to reason things for himself he knows what god has called him to be he knows the the road map that god has shown him then he will leave his father and mother and cling on to his wife one of the mistakes that we do today is we make boys get married we fall for the looks we think they are grown up they only grown up in the in the physic in the stature but the real growth must happen in the head in the mind in the ability to reason in the in the spirit where he must understand who he is from today on look at your spouse and start considering that person as your gift okay see if you go deep into the word of god the word of god will bless you with anything that you need to have a great married life everything that you will ever need to raise your children well everything that you will ever need to fulfill the call of god over your life everything but you have to stop looking elsewhere start looking into god's word amen see who's a husband in a marital union the head head means what as a leader that's right so look at this in marriage the husband is the head he is a leader only a leader would require a helper if you are not a leader you would not require a helper and only a a person with understanding of leadership a person with leadership qualities can be a helper do you know that not everyone can be a helper if you're struggling in your marriage because there is no headship the wife does not understand his leadership there is no submission involved there is no headship involved so it's all going down the the drains start to cherish each other for who that person is you have to start looking at your husband and start understanding he is the head he is the leader sarah called abraham lord master and the husband should be able to look at the wife and say you're my helper without you i cannot don't try to be independent the reason god got you married is to become dependent on each other do you know that you must be dependent on your wife you must be dependent on your husband today they are teaching you some something else you must be independent you must be able to stand on your own feet no see that's why the bible says they've become one one what that's right one flesh it's a mystery 
one flesh don't try to take away dependence from marriage marriage is a place where you have to be dependent on each other and do not be ashamed to say i am dependent on you husband should not be ashamed to admit i am dependent on you i need your help to fulfill the call of god oh my life and the, the wife should be able to look at the husband and say yes i am dependent on you for direction for safety for security for counsel i am dependent on you we don't need any of these things we need to just go to some counselor and he will say just do this and you will be fine you'll go for a honeymoon and everything will be okay pretend like everything is fine take a few photos post it on social media everything no that's not how it works that is not how it works unless you start cherishing each other it won't work it won't work you will be a very smart person you might be extremely good but if you're not cherishing your spouse you're not going anywhere because christian marriage is founded on that principle remember principle god made institution of marriage for the sake of this principle he needs helper and she will be the helper she needs the headship and he is the head a couple who who cherishes each other will have lesser posts on on social media oh baby you are the most wonderful darling in the world you know i i i i am so blessed to have you by my side i look into your eyes and i see the whole universe before me doesn't make any sense i'm telling you doesn't make any sense it is such a rotten existence that you're living it is just trying to pretend it is not honor if you can't honor your wife in private you cannot honor your wife in public if you cannot honor your husband in private you cannot honor your husband in public everything else is a pretense we're all aces in pretense but that's not how it works in the kingdom so headship and dependency and all is and submission all these things are principles god has established amen a man must be able to see in the wife much more than a washing machine a cooking range what else a mop close your eyes think about your wife what comes to your mind cooking pan frying pan broom washing soap see her worth is far above rubies all you can think about is washing soap frying pan see a wife must cook a wife must be a homemaker a wife must keep her house tidy this is all a responsibility of the wife but does not mean that her life ends with these things the life of a wife must not end in the kitchen get married to me and come and joy in the in the vastness of my kitchen but as a wife okay now listen to this now wives don't feel so comfortable okay pastor is knocking on the husbands today no listen as a wife if you don't cook well you will not be a fruitful vine in the middle of your house and your children will not sit around the table they would rather go to wheels restaurant okay fc but be the kind of wife who's full of wisdom that your husband can't even think of anything else better than what you cook for him i bless you with that wives i bless you with that it's a grace from god yes receive it receive it it's a grace from god to be able to keep your family together because you are so skilled in what you do 
Hallelujah. But see the person for a for everything that person is. If the person is not growing in anything except cooking, there's something wrong with that marriage. Five years of marriage, what has it done for you? I only knew how to make dal and rice. Now I know how to make chicken curry also. That is not progress. The only progress that will give is the, your husband's stomach progressing to the front. Nothing else. But if you want to see progress in the things of God, in the call of God, the husband must be able to see the, the, the abilities, the, the heart of a husband confidently trust in her. You know, I can trust my wife with my finances. I can trust my wife with difficult decisions. I can trust her with things. I can trust her with my children. I can trust her with running the house. See, that is, that is when you understand your calling and you understand the wife's calling. But you're still dependent. You're not, you're not raising an independent person. But you are causing the person to bloom and flourish in the call of God. I, I used to sing well before I got married. But after I married, I got so busy. I'm so busy in the kitchen. So sad. By now you must be a worshiper in the church. You must be able to flourish in the call of God. One year from now, your, your husband, your wife must reach a place where that person is far from right now. Because you are nurturing, you are providing a space, an environment, you are giving value, you are enriching the person. It's a gift. All the married people can say my husband or my wife is a gift. My wife is a gift, yes. All the unmarried married can say I, I desire that gift. Something precious, someone precious whom God has designed for me. Hallelujah. Are you blessed? Hello, this is Nisha Dilip Koshi. I'm sure this podcast has blessed you. Do subscribe to our channel for more messages and follow us on social media to stay connected. May God bless you.